really glad yeah. that you got to see your concert because shit's going down in, in Chicago with Riot Fest. I don't know if you've heard about this. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? No. Have you, heard? Okay. Um, Have you seen this? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so apparently uh, Nine Inch Nails canceled. They were the headliner of, of the entire festival. They canceled <laughs> because of concerns over COVID, of course. Yes. Uh, they were replaced by Slipknot, which is an odd change. Like, if I'm a fan of Nine Inch Nails, I'm not going to be like, oh, shit. Well, Slipknot's the second best thing. No, no, it's not. Um, no, not yeah. even close. But then one of the guys from Slipknot, Slipknot actually caught COVID. Shit. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, today yeah. I had, like, allergies. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the point where I was like, oh, no, I got a headache. I'm going to have to cancel the pod or oh. reschedule the pod. But I took medicine, and now I don't even notice it. I'm glad you're but doing I was okay. like, oh, no, is it, the, is, it, is it happening? But it's been a week, and you usually show symptoms within, like, Ryan was telling me five days, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a pretty so, fast yeah. turnaround. And you got to hold your chest and say, I'm coming home, Elizabeth, or I don't know if that's appropriation, <laughs> but – um, is that appropriation? <laughs> yeah, that might be. That might All right. be. But there's more. There's more shenanigans. And Ooh. so to to <clears throat> apologize, apparently, to the attendees of, of Riot Fest for the last minute change, they decided to book um, known asshole Morrissey uh, for a pre-show on Thursday night. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Morrissey's not that great a dude, apparently. I, I, I no, recently not. found this out. You know, um, he is, he is. Yeah. And then of course they had another cancellation. The Pixies canceled all their American, uh, tour dates for the foreseeable future. So Riot Fest ain't looking too handsome right now. Yeah. What's the, isn't there some sort of festival? Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't a festival coming up. Um, I was watching a video and they were saying that because of the precautions that they took for the Lollapalooza or whatever, yeah, that like they've had shockingly only like 30 cases from that, something along those lines. Hmm. Very low. That is, like, yeah, yeah. You sent me that that clip of the nurse talking yeah. about that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and I I was very happy to hear that. Pleasantly surprised to hear that that it was so low. Um yeah. And I think that's proof that. Having those enforcements and these rules basically, you know, alters how this thing spreads. So, yep, you know, yep, yep, yep. That's true. So I understand the caution, but I understand also people needing to blow off some steam. We we kind of touched on that last week too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's a fine line right now, and everyone's got to make their own judgment calls. And I don't even know if mine was right. You know, like it's. Can go either way. You did the best you could to be safe. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I just saw a story talking about um, Sony is is considering shifting Venom 2 to next year. They they moved it to October most recently. Because of because of COVID? Yeah, because everything is is cheeks right now at the at the theater. Even though, you know, hey, theaters are back, they're open and AMC's doing great in the market. Yeah, um all these uh movies that are coming out aren't 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 displaying any any staying power right now so i i <laughs> sorry i don't know how i feel about that like i 
on one hand, I'm like, yeah, you are going to have to put the movies out. On the other hand, I'm like, pushing a movie back is not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. At least not to me. I don't know. What do, what do you think? I agree. And it seems like most people are confused about the move, too, because, you know, it, they've already got Spider-Man coming out in December. So yeah. it's not like they're not going to have a, a, a big tentpole movie Which, coming out. Anyway. By the way, I thought Spider-Man was coming out next year. I thought I so, too. I was shocked by that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pleasantly surprised, honestly. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that trailer in a, in a bit. Yes. Um, but, yeah, they say the specific date in question would be January 21st which is the date that Morbius is supposed to premiere. So it'd be bumping Morbius back even farther. That movie is, is been delayed. Uh, is almost, that not uh, a blessing though? Yeah. Cause uh, you know, Jared Leto vampire flick loosely tied into the <laughs> Spider-Man mythos and not tied to Marvel at all. I'm sorry. Let's back up real quick. Sure. How did you pronounce that word? <laughs> which word? <laughs> The the myth myth word? I said mythos, okay. <laughs> I say it like that sometimes. I it's a thing. Alright? Not the place where Balky Bartakomus is from. <laughs> mythos. Mythos. Oh my god, that was good. Anyway, continue. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so the movie might get moved back, which will then bump Morbius on down the line. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's okay. In my opinion, like keep bumping bump Morbius back until it's just not a movie anymore and make it like <laughs> that one X-Men movie that didn't actually exist. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, new mutants. It was so bad. Like I was ready for it to suck. It was pretty awful. Did you ever watch it? No, you no, it doesn't exist. Nothing. Nope. It no. doesn't exist, You're man. Right. I don't believe you. I you had, it. You know what? You had a fever dream. I did. You had a cold or something. <laughs> you got all a head cold. <laughs> you don't remember shit. I had a weird dream last night that um, Lord Zed and Rita Repulsa were in couples therapy. I don't know how I'm supposed to read that. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Uh, I had a dream. I can't remember if it was last night or the night before, but you were just like done and you quit. <laughs> quit and what? you had like the gone show? off. You quit everything, literally everything, <laughs> like your job, the show. Wow. I could not find you. Holy and then it was shit. like you went to a retreat type of situation. I was like, well, I'm going to have to go get Matt. Wow. And hope that he comes back. <laughs> you had to get your tools and your carbiner and go hunting. <laughs> Try yeah. To find some yeah. Matt. And like. And there was a whole, there were a whole bunch of like obligations that were just sitting there for some reason. I don't know what they were. They were very vague. But it was like, where the fuck is Matt? <laughs> Matt's like, I'm done. Well, that's our movie. You know how shit, how sometimes things get movies that really shouldn't have a movie based on them, like Impractical Jokers right. or something like that. That's the movie based on our podcast. I quit the show. And now you have to go on a cross-country journey filled with amazing characters and guest stars to try to find me, featuring other podcasts such as. See, but Turtle I feel like Soup. people would <laughs> people would hate that though, wouldn't they? Because they'd be like, half of it's missing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing about those projects—they always end up sucking. 
you know, because there's always like a, a key ingredient missing from the from right, the from the right. recipe. So yeah, it's just like, oh man, that was a cool prequel to the movie I actually wanted to see. Oh, and then at the end, of course, we all get together for some big podcast festival and we rock out on stage. Um, let's say Morris Day in the time shows up. Let's I say, wait, are we doing Wayne stock? We, yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Another movie, but that one shouldn't have worked, but it did. It was it was chaotic. Good. It came together in the end. Yes, I agree. I like that movie. Yeah, me too. I I don't, I mean, how do you follow up the first one? With like, rehashed jokes. I, mm, Did I, you need like, to, I need to watch it again. The second I, one? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've seen the first one a million times. But yeah. The second one, I'm, I'm, I'm reluctant to judge it too hard at like, the moment. I always have a problem with movies where like one of the main characters um, becomes a dick, like in the sequel or something like that. I hate that because it's like I'm not here to watch them have conflicts with one another. I'm here to watch them have good times and get in wacky situations, you know. Um, is is that what – God, I don't remember much of that, that movie now. I feel That's what like I'm realizing as we're talking. They got rich and, and Wayne and Gar started arguing with one another and, you know, they had one of those, uh, those yeah. moments where they had to, like, fix their relationship. Oh, okay. And, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I remember enjoying the movie. Okay. Let's put it that way. Okay. I enjoyed it. It doesn't mean I I was a huge fan of it, but, um, but yeah, like I thought it was a good sequel, especially when it's so difficult to make a sequel. I I feel the same way about the second Austin Powers movie. Like the first one is obviously so good. I realize it hasn't aged well. We we have that caveat, mm-hmm. but like, really funny. I will also point out that. Although some things in Austin Powers have not aged well, some things have aged wonderfully. Yeah. Like how Elizabeth Hurley is really trying to have sex with him in one scene and she's completely drunk and he's like, nope, we can't do it. It wouldn't be right. You're drunk. And like refuse it. So this like sex guy, like guy who's upset, you know, like, oh, it's terrible and everything like that. And he's he's like, no, 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 we can't do that. You're drunk. You can't you can't make that decision right now. Mm-hmm. Like. That's great. There's some there like that was surprise like rewatching that movie. I rewatched that movie a year ago, two years ago, something like that. I don't know. Maybe it was the beginning of the pandemic. All this shit runs together. Surprisingly but, progressive. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, just... but I was like, oh shit, that's actually a great scene, a perfect <laughs> example of how hey, you can show on screen that it's not difficult to not portray problematic things, at least in that instance. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, when everybody's there for sex, game on, you know, it's fine. But when, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, But then the sequel threw everything out the window because they revealed that she was a fembot the whole time. Well, you know what? He still didn't assault the fembot. That's That matters. That's true. You know, like, that's fine. That would have been a handy retcon if he did end up having sex with her in the first movie. They could have been like, oh, but she was a robot. So, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I then, guess it doesn't matter. No. Then we get into the whole idea of sentience and stuff like that, and that's that's too much thought than I want to put into an Austin Powers movie. Yeah, I honestly didn't. I've never even thought about that. I don't. <laughs> this is. Uh, deep I just dive. wish they would have kept Elizabeth Hurley, like, yeah. and brought on. Um, oh God, what's 
the actress's name that was in it? Because she was great too. Man, but I, can... I understand like it's it's mocking the whole James Bond. Right, right. I can picture her face. Yeah. I can't think of her though. Like she was Heather a... Graham. Heather, Heather Graham. Graham. I was gonna say she was a big deal for yes. a while. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, did you want to talk about the Spider-Man trailer first, since we already brought it up? Yeah, let's do it. So Spider-Man trailer debuted uh, <laughs> yesterday, August twenty-third. Is it, it? What was that? Like, what are you? <laughs> I'm, what? I'm 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 giving you the setup for you to talk about your your conspiracy theory. My conspiracy theory about the about the day it debuted. You said, oh, yes, yes. yes. Well, OK. The okay. reason I got confused is because I, that's that's not technically my conspiracy theory. It's someone on TikTok came up with this ah. and it's um, it was saying that in WandaVision, they say, like, what's the day on the calendar? And like the day on the calendar is August 23rd. Mm hmm. Or 24th, whatever the date. One it's minute. the date that they released the Spider-Man trailer, and it's basically like, oh, it's important. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what? So so that was like in January? Yeah. That they, they had called that shot? And we posted about that. We were having a discussion about this in our, our Discord. And it was like, oh, was it planned? Was it not planned? Is this tied? I'm like, I don't know, man. It's Marvel. I could see them calling their shot like this. Yeah. And what's great about it is they've done this sort of thing in the past often enough that even if they did just fall ass backwards into this, it's still a win. It's still considered a win. So let's let's back up a second, because I actually want to talk about why this trailer got released yesterday. But like it did, because the day before (laughs) there was a leak, someone recorded the trailer from someone else's phone. And then a, a third party <laughs> recorded this phone footage from a laptop screen. And it was like this little tiny thumbnail of footage. If you remember that time that they showed the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie in its entirety on Adult Swim, like in the bottom right side of the screen. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yep. It was it was pretty much the same thing. So you could hear it. It is really tinny, but you could kind of hear what was going on and kind of see what was going on. But... If you wanted the full effect, of course, it was like it was garbage. And it could have been another like fan made trailer for all we know. I didn't watch it personally. Did you get a did you watch that version? No, of it? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Can anyone confirm if it was real? <laughs> Tell us. Let us know. I mean, if it, it was an actual leak or if it was fan made. People are saying it was an actual leak because they were watching it. And then the official Spider-Man uh, No Way Home Twitter account said something like, see it the way it was intended to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> Click here oh, now. okay. Yeah. So it's confirmed. <laughs> and then the director of the film, he went even deeper and he had some like inception level deep dive where someone was recording a phone, which was recording another phone and so on and so forth. And it was just him holding his phone. And he's like, oh, see, this is how you guys wanted to watch it. Huh? Check it out. This is a director's cut. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. Um. So, no, I didn't. I didn't watch that. Um. I okay. How did you feel about the trailer before before I? I thought it was know. a nice little tease. I mean, they've they've set the bar so high for what we're gonna uh, expect from this movie at this point that basically going into it, everybody was going to be picking through it for Easter eggs. Everybody was going to be trying to find 
every little detail of what was going on. I've seen at least like three videos circulating of, you know, deep dives into this three minute trailer, which are like a half hour long. And it's hilarious. It's incredible. But I thought it was I thought it was a good little introduction to what's going on. I've got theories about it as well. Ooh, um, what are your theories? Because I, I I'm going to be honest. I don't have any. Okay. I was I was like, oh, this looks cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the overall vibe you know, of the trailer, I, I think, was on brand, you know, for the Spider-Man movies we've seen yeah. previously. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, everyone was like freaking out over like the Doc Ock stuff and everything. Yeah. But I'm like, we we already knew that was going to happen, though. So I, I wasn't like, oh, my God. Like, you know, uh, you know, that's OK. Like, I'm glad, you know, because a lot of this stuff sounded too good to be true. Well, we heard it the first I, time. I just wish I really wish we lived in an era where that could have been a surprise in the trailer. That would have been great, you know, but can you imagine? But we have to ruin it, like, because we have to know <laughs> all of it. And I'm I'm literally just making fun of our fucking job right now. But, I know, I you know. know, but also ah, Alfred Molina, things, I'm like, Alfred Molina. Okay, it. so. Yes, I know. Um, so, like, they were talking about this on a podcast that I'm listening to, or they're talking about Scream, and mm-hmm. how we don't know anything about the new Scream movie. That's true. And the discussion that they were having on that podcast was saying, like, yeah, we don't know anything because, like, the director, I think it was the director, was talking about, of, of like, oh, it would be Scream 5, um, how the director of Scream 5 was saying, like, yeah, they're going to have to be really careful how they cut the trailer. I'm looking forward to it because... Any little thing that's wrong will spoil this movie. There's so much you can spoil in it. Yeah. We don't know shit about this movie. And that is awesome. Like in a new – like in, in in this era of filmmaking, like where everything is out there, the fact that we really don't know anything about this – I feel the same way about <laughs> – I mean I know I'm, I'm referencing both horror films, but how Jordan Peele has that new random-ass movie coming out. Like right, right. he dropped that – that uh teaser poster for it and we're like what like what what is this like i i I don't know so that's kind of how i feel about spider-man right now where i'm like why can't i just have a little bit of a surprise it would have been nice to have been surprised unreasonable well no not really and i'll i mean here's the thing (sighs) Okay, so I, I don't usually feel that way. That's the only other thing I want to add. I'm of two minds about it. I agree with what you're saying. It's great to be surprised by stuff like that. You know, if you're already on board, yeah. if you're already, you know, committed to, to checking out this project, that's great. But by the third Spider-Man movie, you know, because historically, the third Spider-Man movies in, in the series haven't really, you know, struck a chord with fans so much so. That amazing Spider-Man 3, once the Sony leak got out, we often reference that, um, they just decided flat out not to make it, you know? <laughs> what was in that leak? Because um, I, I never, I didn't know that that was a part of the, I mean, I know about the Sony leak, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't know that Spider-Man 3 was involved with that. Let me, they let me had look that up while you're, you're talking. They had a few projects in the works for Spider-Man that they wanted to neither confirm nor deny after the leak happened. One of which was they were okay. they were going to make a Sinister Six movie. Um, I don't know if you saw oh, the cool. Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man films, but uh, I did. I really liked the first one. Okay, yeah, they were they were building up to a Sinister Six movie, and that just never happened. Yeah. So, 
because those plans got derailed, that was something that contributed to Sony and, and Marvel finally coming to terms with bringing Spider-Man into the MCU proper. You know, the shared custody thing. So, right, we benefited from that. Um, but back to my thing about being of two minds about like movies and spoilers and such. You know, there, sometimes, like if you get a little hint of a twist when you're watching a trailer, a movie that you could not have cared about at all will suddenly become like, I gotta see this. I gotta know how this ends. I gotta see what's going on. Um, you brought up Scream. The first Scream. Great trailer. I remember that that first trailer for Scream and, you know, the way they built it up. Big twist. Oh, we, you know, I need to go. I need to go watch that because I've never seen any like I've never seen that. Yeah. We you didn't know? know what was going to happen. And then, yeah. of course, you know, in the beginning, when the big twist happened, it was like, wow, we thought this person was going to be around. You know, mm-hmm. what a what a great fucking twist. Um, But by the time you get to like Scream 3, it's like, OK, what? can they do to bring us back for another screen movie? Right. So they got to give I you genuinely more. Enjoy, I've genuinely enjoyed all of the films in that franchise. I will say that. Yeah. Um, number one, like, like the first film is probably my favorite for, horror film of all time. Like next to Halloween, the original Halloween. Okay. Um, and I really enjoyed the second one. I think it did a good job with like sequels. And then I, I liked the third and fourth. Like I was like, okay, these are fun. I'm I'm more excited for this new one than I have been for you know the third and fourth kind of well <laughs> a very long time ago. But more excited for this one than I was for the fourth movie. That's one thing that I admire about horror films too. The they always get like a little bit of um, forgiveness. We'll say they always get a little bit of forgiveness mm-hmm. when it comes to like the the long running um, series. Like, oh, yeah, you know, this Nightmare on Elm Street was good. This one was awful. It was the worst one they ever made. Oh, but then they came out with a brand new one the next year that was, like, fucking amazing. And the new Nightmare came out, and that just redefined the whole city. You know, it's just they get chance after chance after chance. And I wonder why that is. Why do they always bet on horror films to, like, just turn the ship around somehow? Is that even a thing anymore? Is that an antiquated uh, ideal that I'm thinking of now? Who knows? You know, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that. I think like the hardcore horror fans, because I consider myself like an upper level casual fan of horror films, if that makes sense. Like I'm listening to podcasts about horror films and I genuinely enjoy it. Like I'm into it in that sense. But there's obscure horror films that I've never even seen and probably never will see. Like Mm. I'm not all over the genre. Whereas like in comedy, I have... I mean, I've seen so many comedies. Like I, I've, you know, watched so many stand-ups. Like, like I, I, I know more about that genre, for example. But I, so I don't know if that's still a thing. But it definitely has been, and it is fascinating. I agree with you that like how it is constantly reinventing itself, and like there is a lot of forgiveness, but there's also intense fandom. Like, yeah. I, you know, a, a good example, I was under the impression that the newest Halloween movie, the not the one that's coming out, but the one, last one that just came out with Jamie Lee Curtis, mm-hmm. that it was like really well received. 
But then I was listening to this podcast, and they were like, oh, we're not huge fans of it. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because I enjoyed that movie. You know? It's a double-edged sword. An intense, uh, an intense fandom <laughs> for something can be a double-edged sword because, like you said, you may enjoy something at face value as an upper-level casual fan and then be told by the hardcores, like, uh-oh, are you still there? And this, dear listener, is when the power went out. At approximately 9 p.m. in Chicago's Rogers Park area, the entire board went down. You may be asking yourself, how did they continue the podcast without power, without internet? What would Matt do without central air conditioning? What was going to happen to all of that ice cream in the freezer? Unfortunately, those answers are not addressed here, but the show does go on. Hello. Okay. What was the last thing you remember? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Fuck. We were talking about, we were talking about horror films. We were talking about how, because I went back and listened, so don't think I have some type okay. of, like, you know, superior intellect with this type of shit. Oh, no, I forgot to. Um, we were talking about horror films. We were talking about how they're given speaking, a pass. Speaking of horror films, <laughs> <laughs> there's news about The Last of Us TV show. Oh. We can, we can uh, talk about this. Yes. So, Joel... <laughs> Pedro Pascal, Joel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, who's going to be starring in HBO's adaptation of The Last of Us, which is like a horror TV show, basically survival, um, apocalyptic kind of show. Yes. He's reportedly going to be making $600,000 per episode in season one. That's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Yes. Um, especially considering it's the first uh, season of the show. That's that HBO money. You know, they don't mess around. They get a name. They're like, we want to keep you on this project. Somebody like Pedro Pascal for a multi-season TV right. show, it's going to be hard to to, to convince well, him to stick around. It's, it's not even about multi-season. It's just this season. He's going to make $6 million off of just this season. Um, apparently Henry Cavill made 400,000 for each episode of the Witcher from Netflix. Now that I'm kind of conflicted about because I know they're using that as like a barometer, but I feel like, you know, we've, we've heard Henry Cavill talk about his admiration of, you know, uh, the, the, the character, uh, Mm -hmm. Witcher and everything, uh, Geralt of, of, uh, Rivia. And it seemed like he was willing to go ahead and take that, you know, that hit in order to make sure he got to play the character. Or he didn't negotiate as hard as he normally I, would, I, I guess. I, I mean, $400,000 per episode is not much of a hit, though. Nothing to sneeze at. Absolutely. Well, I don't know how much he was making as Superman, though. So it might have been a hit, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I would hope he's making more money as Superman, you know? Oh, I, I would fucking hope so, too. But... You know, DC screwed up a lot of shit, so <laughs> Very maybe, true. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> you kind of went Pee Wee Herman there for a second. That was nice. 
I thought that was interesting, though. I was surprised by it, and I'm not. I'm also not at the same time. Hmm. I'm very curious what their budget is per episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it's got to be going towards special effects. At least I hope it is, because you got to set the you got to set the mood just right. You know, clickers, man. Yeah, fucking clickers. Them things are horrendous and scary. Plus, you know, the environment. You got to have all that overgrowth and, you know, the. Mm -hmm. Just, Beautiful yeah. set designs. Oh yeah. man, it's gonna be great if they if they even like use half of what um, they did on Game of Thrones. Oh man, it's gonna look gorgeous and and you know haunting, but gorgeous. Yeah. So hopefully they're putting as much love as they can into this. Um, I feel like oddly <clears throat> enough, w without the monster aspect of it, it the closest comparison TV show wise is gonna be Why the Last Man. You know. <laughs> Um, I was thinking The Walking Dead. Yeah, with the monster aspect, yeah, I could see that. That actually makes more sense. But I don't know, man. The Walking Dead is just I, so, like, brown, you know? I know. I just, unfortunately, there's going to be, I just feel like there's going to be a lot of comparisons to that because it's about survival and everything like that. True. I I personally think source material and adaptation included for The Walking Dead, like, and, you know, based on the video games that I've played. And I, I mean, obviously we haven't seen any of the TV show yet, but I think the last of us is way better. Like, like Robert Kirkman wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm certainly biased because it's my favorite game series of all time. Totally. Yeah. And I'm with you. It's up there for me too, but last of us has the benefit of, you know, having an ending <laughs> planned out. Um, you know, Robert Kirkman famously is just like, let's see how long this can go for. Well, um, uh, I mean, last of he us has ended it, though. Like, it, it does have an ending now. Did it, though? Oh, no, I mean, I'm not saying it was good or bad or anything, but like it is done now. Yeah. Yeah. The, just, the, the comic, at least. Yeah. I don't know what TV shows ending. I'm assuming soon. Well, I don't know how much you remember about like the ending of the book. It was very abrupt. You know, not saying like story. I didn't read it. No, 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 I'm not that. talking about story details. I'm talking about like the solicitations that went out for like yeah. future issues. They didn't of tell it. anyone, and all of the like fans were scrambling to get it. Exactly. You know, yeah. they surprised all the retailers, and it ended at a, an odd number. It was like 139 or something like yeah. that. You know, um, but. Oddly enough, he's putting out more Walking Dead material in comics again. He's got um, what is it? Skyward Bound. Uh, it, it, there's like imprint. a yeah, the Skyward Bound yeah. imprint. They have their own comic now. It's like a um, a variety comic. It's got all kind of different mm -hmm. stories within. So they've got stories featuring Clementine from the Walking Dead game. They've got stories uh, featuring the the alternate future of the Walking Dead where. Uh, you know, it's a sci-fi adventure now, and Rick Grimes has, like, a, a cybernetic hand and all kind of crazy shit. Yeah, it's... He's dipping his toe back in there. I think it's going to pick up again, eventually, once he gets, you know, rested up. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um, I might be buying... I, I don't know. I haven't decided if I'm going to go buy that book tomorrow or not. The uh, Superman the 78? Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still wondering. I, I, have, I have not bought a, like like a comic book in years now mm. like an actual comic book yeah graphic novel yeah but not like an individual comic in years i'm super tempted to get the uh the companion book batman 89 because i've heard great yeah. things about that and i think that's out now as well but 
Uh, yeah, I haven't been into a comic shop in a good long time because <laughs> of I went into reasons. one recently just like because there was one just there. Like I, we were going somewhere else and then we ended up going to the comic book, comic book store, but it yeah. wasn't like I didn't get anything. I was like, I don't care. I just left because <laughs> I don't know anything. Like I'm not keeping track of anything right now. Man, I, I know I've talked about this place before, maybe a while ago, but there's a spot in Atlanta called Criminal Records, and mm-hmm. it's not only a record store, but they have a coffee shop in there, and they sell comic books, and you know it's Ooh. just such a cool vibe, just like that's my local record store is that way. They do used books, records, like new and used records, mm-hmm. and then a coffee shop, and it is the best. Well, that's really neat. My yeah. my favorite thing about Criminal Records though was like they didn't like half ass the comic section or anything like that. It was like new releases, curated picks, you know, action figures, yeah. statues, awesome. all that stuff. And it was like they really had somebody in charge there who just loved collecting and you could tell, you know, there was a lot of love that went into that place. So, yeah, it, when I go back to Atlanta, I got to check them out again cuz uh I hope they stay open for a long long time. Yeah, I really hope shops survive all of this. Um, especially shops like that. If you're close to it, like, like my shop is close to my college Mm. that helps, but I I don't have a comic book store anymore. So that kind of sucks. I remember a few years ago, you were kind of talking about like a new one opened up and it was like one of those big, you know, kind of lifeless sort of places. Yeah. That one's gone already. Wow. Yeah. It's gone. Man. Um, there is another one near, uh, Anyway, near near me, like within a decent driving distance, you know. Yeah. Um, that I've been in once or twice because it's next to like a Thai food place that I really like. Um, but yeah, like comic shops are really limited. That's and true. That's true. There's a lot of them. I do not like the vibe, and I'm no. just out. The vibe is very important. You know, I understand like. You know, being a woman going into a comic shop, absolutely, the vibe yeah. is is totally important. But even just being like a nerd going into a comic shop and getting the vibe that like you know the the people behind the counter are looking down their nose at you and trying to be too cool for school and shit. It's like, mm, no, that's that's I don't want that. You know, I I want to yeah, go in and enjoy the experience. They're just dicks, and I don't like dealing with them. Like. What the fuck? There is, I guess there is one near that I haven't been to that I'll have to look up. I was just like Googling now. Like, uh, I'm just curious. Like, uh, is there one near? No. (laughs) The fuck is this store? We're lucky to have a lot of good (laughs) spots. There's a random ass new store that I've never seen. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, we're we're lucky enough to have some good spots in Chicago. I know I talk about Third Coast all the time because Terry is that dude. Yeah. Um, We also have like Challengers Comics here. Uh, which is like a, just a, a really clean, nice comic experience. Uh, the staff is super friendly there. Um, yeah, they, they they talk about wrestling too, so that's my thing. And um, yeah. we got Chicago Comics, which is like Alex Ross's comic shop. Not not one that he owns, but like when he does signings in Chicago, he always goes there, and he has a you know a deep love for that place too. Um, and they always they always have such like a massive LGBTQ section and they always have like ever since I've been like buying comics, they've always been supporting that. And that's that's really dope to see that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, that's great. I, I wish I had. 
uh, shops that I felt comfortable going to. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And let's let's uh, let's end that there. But gotcha. yeah, it looks like there's another one at, at somewhere. I don't. I have to look up exactly where this is, but maybe I'll try that one tomorrow if I have time or some point this week. I don't know. I don't know. I feel weird about comic shops. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> totally um, understandable. <laughs> shifting comics to to a comic related story again. I don't know. Come on. Um what's go what's going on with the Scarlett Johansson stuff? There's more going there, on now. There have been a few updates. Uh nothing really substantial. Um mm-hmm. The a uh, couple of couple interesting notes about it. One of which just uh, just broke today. Elizabeth Olsen is um, stating that she's in Scarlett Johansson's corner uh, in this legal battle with Disney, which mm-hmm. is I mean that's pretty dope because this is someone who was still actively working for them and yeah, they have bold. a vested interest in keeping her happy. You know because she's part of the overall storyline at this point. You know so yeah, it's good to hear her speak out. Uh, the uh, director of Dune, who was not related to anything going on whatsoever, he um, went ahead. Uh, Dennis uh, Villan, sorry, what is it? Villanueve? Villanueve. I do not know. I'm. I don't know how to pronounce that either. We're gonna go with Villanueve. Vill- Villanueve. <laughs> I, I don't. Yes. It definitely is Nueve at the end. Yes, it does look like yeah. that. Um. Anyway, it's saying that he came out in support of uh, Scarlett Johansson, saying um. You know, he's he's firmly in her corner as well. So, yeah, I mean, this is good. This is kind of like when I saw um, a lot of Hollywood speaking up for John Boyega, you know. Yeah. Uh, when well, they were afraid he was going to get blacklisted because he was being political as a a, uh, a a person who was closely tied with Disney. And apparently they didn't like that or something. I don't know. Yeah. there. So I did read that there was like $125 million, right, from the rights, uh, the digital rights. Black Widow. Yeah. So like knowing how much money it is, I wonder if that puts more people on her side as well. Mm, right. It's a substantial chunk because uh, in comparison well, to that, it did it did eighty million at the, the the first weekend at the box office, correct? Right, right. And they were That's saying huge. it's it's gross three hundred and sixty seven million worldwide at the box office through August fifteenth so far. So, yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah, you're talking about like a third of the profits. Exactly. So it's understandable. Someone would be upset about not getting what they're due in this situation, because who does that go to? It just goes in Disney's pocket? They don't pay anybody? Right. That's what I'm wondering. Like, this whole... that, that And that's the point that I've been making from the start, where mm-hmm. I'm like, how many people are they just going, no, fuck you, because it's not in their contracts, to give them any of these rights because of the special circumstances? Um, and Disney's being shitty and basically acting like Scarlett Johansson is being greedy when in actuality she is, I think, fighting a larger battle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, while pregnant or I, not, <laughs> while just giving birth and then originally pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we're rooting for, hope everything, you know, goes in her favor. I don't know if we're ever going to hear the end of this because usually when, when stuff settles out of court, we never really yeah. hear the resolution. We just hear, oh, yeah, that's True. over with. And now uh, Black Widow 2 I, is coming out. Yeah, I agree. I don't think we're going to hear what the final settlement was, only that it's been settled and it will be a blip. Um, I I don't like the discourse, and I have seen discourse about basically blaming 
Scarlett Johansson for the fact that um, what's the new movie that's coming out? Um, Shang Chi. Blanking. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Yeah. That it's like only going to be in theaters. No. And like, what? No, no. I'm I'm, I'm re- just responding to what you're saying. I'm like, that's dumb. That's always been the been the plan. Right. But there is. I've seen discourse in relation to, oh, that's happening just because of that. Mm. Scarlett Johansson did it. It's her fault. She's screwing over people of color again. No. See, okay. All right. Now, Yeah. I'm the first one to go ahead and make fun of, uh, you know, Scarlett yeah. uh, Group Johansson when the time is right. You know, I mean, give credit where credit is due. If she's doing if she's on her bullshit, we call her out. But in this yeah, case, yeah. this has nothing to do with her. Um, yeah. Kevin Feige, uh, in an interview, said, like, they're using Shang-Chi as an experiment to test and see if theaters are ready to uh, accept the full bore of a release like this once again. Right. Nothing to do with Black Widow. That was always the plan, according to what they yeah. were saying. And even in the way it was advertised, I didn't see anything coming out about, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be digital as well. So... Yeah, I agree, but I have seen that, and I'm like, oh, okay, so once again, like I was saying from the start, she is going to take the, like, the heat for this. Right, yeah. You know? Um, And that's that's fucking stupid. And eh, I think there's some, just like she has some racial uh, issues that she needs to fucking work out. I think there's some misogyny involved with this, too. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's me. I mean, both can be true. You know, and that's what people need to understand. She's not. Yeah, yeah. 100%. she can be a very flawed person who needs to do a lot more work. Right. While simultaneously facing her own adversities and being owed certain things. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it's just I, I it's not cool to bully a woman just because of some other bullshit that's going on in her. Life. What the fuck? And why? Oh, I fucking agree. <laughs> that's, I get very annoyed at the. The discourse that can easily happen with someone like Scarlett Johansson. I mean, how pretentious is that? <laughs> just like straight up, like, okay, all right, just because this woman is trying to get what's due to her, now I can't sit on my ass and I have to go to a theater to go see this movie or wait a couple of months. Wow. Oh no, what a terrible inconvenience for you. What the fuck? Okay. Right. Yeah, sorry. I mean, I I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> um. What is this reminisce? Reminiscence? Oh, Reminiscence, a movie that came out on HBO Max this weekend, uh, this past weekend, actually. I've never even of, heard of it. What is yeah, it? I didn't either. I just opened up HBO Max because I was, I was catching up on Titans because that's on there now. They're yeah. In season three. And season three is off the rails on Titans if you're, if you're even casually <laughs> following nice. that. It's pretty great. Um, but yeah, Reminiscence is a, um, it's one of those cool sci-fi noir movies that come out every oh. now and then it's not too heavy-handed in that regard see uh oh i should also mention the stars hugh jackman and uh fanny newton oh yeah yeah i haven't seen this movie but i i know hugh jackman has a movie out right now yeah and it's um it's pretty wild man i i really enjoy the atmosphere of this film like there's something about a film that takes place in the future but it's like a lived-in future where the new technology they're using is kind of like broken or a little bit worn in. That's just so appealing to me, you know? 
instead of the uh, you know super shiny everything is new and perfect type of look you know that you see in Star Trek and that sort of thing. I love Star Trek too, but something about this, something about a worn-in futuristic you know kind of like noir film is just yeah that's that's cozy i like that a lot so this one definitely scratched the itch uh it's it's very tropey it's not the best uh, movie in the world but i really enjoyed it i thought uh Hugh Jackman did a good job um he didn't feel like wolverine which is always a good thing when he shows up uh fanny newton of course she was great it's also uh written and directed by uh one of the co-creators of westworld so you know, if you're into that, of course, this is worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. I've heard of it, but yeah. Lisa Joy, that's her name. That's the uh, right Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's married to um the, the guy. Man? <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Um, no, the yeah, whatever. Okay. Um. Yeah. She's okay. Married to Jonathan Nolan. Jonathan Nolan, yes. That's what I was gonna say Christopher Nolan's brother. Yeah. Who's also the co creator of that show, but mm, I couldn't quite remember. Um uh, what is this Jason Momoa? Yeah, so Jason Momoa and Dave Batista are uh co stars in the um the show C. That's on Apple Plus. I haven't watched it yet. I've seen a lot of previews for it. It looks pretty great. But in an interview uh, with uh, James Corden, apparently uh, Jason Momoa and Dave Bautista are eager to do a buddy cop movie together. And I just think that's the most precious thing in the world because both of them are big teddy bears of men, you know, and he's like, you know. But they always play like. Like the like harder guys. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Except Momoa, he's he's like, able to soften up sometimes, like with Aquaman, you know, in Justice League anyway. He's able to soften up now and then. I, a little bit, but like it's it's kind in the same way that like Drax sometimes softens up. Like mm. like they're very comparable in that sense of like, oh yeah, you see that every once in a while, but for the most part they're kind of playing these like badass brutish guys. So I like the idea of them doing a comedy. For sure. You know, it'll be um, it'll be cool to see Jason Momoa act like himself in a film. That'll be great because when he, whenever he interviews, he's always got like this big cheesy smile on his face. And, you know, he's always playing pranks on the rest of the cast. Good natured pranks, mind you. Not like those fucking like Suicide Squad pranks. Like what's his face is doing? <laughs> oh. no, he's just going up and tackling Henry Cavill with a hug on the red carpet or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You've all that seen the meme. That, that is a great meme, though. Yeah. We have to admit. That was worth it for that. It's right? a beautiful meme. Yeah. So these, meme. these two hunking men are going to be in a buddy cop movie together. <laughs> and uh, I'm here for it. I think it's a great idea. And I just wanted to, you know, speak it into existence, show my support, and let the people know Jason Momoa and Batista are down the clown. I mean, I want to see it. Yeah. I, I, uh, I know the cop genre is questionable, but... I do enjoy a good buddy cop film. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm. by, the, by the time it gets made, maybe things will... Yeah. <laughs> other, I'm trying to think of what other genre could they do that with. Like or like, like the buddy film like that, but not make it a cop movie. Well, they can always be like private investigators or something like that. True. You know? yeah. Circumvent not. all that business. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> They'll figure it out. 
Okay, guys. The piece de resistance. You've been waiting. I have. I have. <laughs> we have a Benefer update. Hey, Benefer update. This was sent to us from Simon of Ravens podcast. Shout out to Ravens. Uh, my, all, yeah, shout out to Ravens. Also, my co-host of Cape Side Chats. Yeah. So, okay. This is a big one. The actor, Ben Affleck, was spotted looking at jewelry with his mother um, at Tiffany's in Los Angeles. With his mom? Oh. With his mom. <laughs> The actor-director who turned 49 earlier this month was photographed browsing glass cases at Tiffany, some of the some of which contained rings. Wow. wow. So, <clears throat> yeah. Um, and he was with his he was with his mother and uh, his youngest son was with him as well. So we do not know um, what is involved, but. A source tells people, and this is all from People Magazine, so tells people that they are in it for the long run. Wow. And they're spending time together with their children as well. Like, Listen, so they're getting to know their kids. It's also endearing to me because usually in these Hollywood type couples and everything like that, you know, it's an older man with a younger woman. And that's kind of the trope. Mm-hmm. He's the younger person in this relationship. So I find he is that, only by what, like a year or two, uh, like, like yeah, three years. I find it charming. I find it charming. Oh, really? I didn't realize that, that she was a couple years older than him. Yeah. I thought it was he's 49. So, yeah, I thought she had just turned 50 or something like that. It says she's 52. 52. Yes. OK. Yeah. yeah. No. Good for her. This hey, is she's she's the more powerful one. The, we have to admit that. So he's got to take her last name. I mean, he fucking should. Benifer yeah. Lopez. He he gets more than last name. <laughs> Benifer Lopez. He His name get... should become Benifer. Yeah. <laughs> she just like venoms the rest of his name. It's just Benifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is the big rumor right now. And once again, we've said this numerous times in the past. Where I'm like, I'm reluctant to believe these rumors, but hey, everything has been true. You know, it's yeah. We've been on a roll. This is one of the rare times. Also, if they were to get engaged, it's not that weird. No, it's not. I mean, everyone else, you'd be like, oh, my God, that's way too soon. But they have already had an established relationship in the past. They right. are rekindling that. They've already so. done the legwork. Yeah, it's like when, when two people get divorced and then later on down the line find out, like, okay, yeah, we're still in love. They get remarried. They usually go to, like, Vegas or just the courthouse or something like that. Yeah. It's fine. They already right. know each other. They've lived together. Yeah. And and there, this article says that they are like that he was shopping for something in a case he knew what he was getting and gone kind of thing. Other stories were saying he was looking at engagement rings and that they're really <laughs> talking seriously about getting married. Look, I tell you what, if Jennifer Lopez sees these stories and he's not shopping for an engagement ring, well, this might come to an end sooner than you think. Because her love don't cost a thing. Oh, that, shit. Yeah. That ring does mean everything. I mean, yeah. they're And they're both at like the age of like, yeah, fuck it. Let's get married. Let's, let's be together. For, I, I, I'm here for it, guys. I'm fucking here for it. This I'm is excited. Our, as long as Casey doesn't show up, I'm 100% behind it. This is our royal couple right here. This is This is America's royal couple. 
I'm yeah. anointing them. They are because royal couple. They're a fucking mess, and they're a little bit toxic. So yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. America's right. royal couple. <laughs> <laughs> they are messy. They have and racist relatives, and you're rooting for them. Yeah. And there's something. There's also something a little bit disturbing, but you know, <laughs> you push forward. That's right. They have way more power than they should, given the <laughs> given a political climate. But that's not yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're a little bit too invested. We're also a little bit worried. <laughs> it's <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna wake up at five a.m. to watch them get married. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I would. Oh I, God. I fucking would. You know what? You know what we would do? We would do like the Sherry O'Terry and Will Ferrell oh, doing characters. Yes. We would do a whole thing. <laughs> I tell you what, we should schedule it so their wedding hits at five a.m. UK time. How about that? <laughs> Let them know yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, make it completely off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 100% behind this. Man, I tell you what, like, honestly, I I don't care. I don't care about anything else. I want them to make it. I want them to be successful in their endeavors. That's what I want. I am also clinging to this in a very unhealthy way. <laughs> so I'm with you, bud. I... I am also disappointed by life in general and too deeply invested in this. So, it, yeah. It's funny okay. how how Ben Affleck is like part of so many things that I enjoy, like throughout my life. You know, Good Will Hunting. I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. He was he was part of the creation of that. Um, I was a fan of the Daredevil film. I know. Unpopular opinion. I don't care. I enjoyed I it. I love that movie. There you and go. We've talked about this in the past. Yeah. Yes. You know, he's in a lot of Kevin Smith films I enjoy as well. I know they've had a, a troubled history, but yeah, Kevin Smith lives in his house. You know, he, he bought the house from Ben. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. got a long history with Ben Affleck. So, yeah. Reindeer Games. Not bad. <laughs> the okay. Well, that might be a little it. bit too far. But <laughs> other than that, yeah, you know. Now this is good. I'm glad that I'm glad things are progressing smoothly for them. Let's hope. Let's hope, yeah. guys. We got to put good things out into the universe for this. Oh, the, you know, <laughs> they took all their kids to Magic Castle. That's fucking great. Ma oh, Magic Castle, not Magic Kingdom. Like, what is what is Magic Castle? Apparently, it's someplace in L.A that they're hoping you'll get confused and take your kids there instead of the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but sounds Look, fun. If you can't Family. take your kids to a shitty showbiz pizza or Chuck E. Cheese type establishment, then you're not in it to win it. No. That's that's a tradition, man. That's right. You got to do it. <laughs> Those kids got to come home with stomach aches and, and, and finger traps. Yep. <laughs> And like three tickets in their pocket that will somehow show up in the wash later on down the line. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, you know it's true. You know that's how it goes. No, no, no. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, man. So that's that. We made it via hell or high water or power outages. We we finished this episode. We made it, Lex. We did. Yeah. yeah. We had a power outage in the middle, but we got through it. I'm going to fucking Frankenstein this show back together somehow. Don't you worry. But piece it together. We do have exciting news for those of you that have been following this story from week to week. There is finally closure to this chapter. Lex, 
I understand you've chosen a TikTok name. I have. I thought of it at the like last minute as I was exploring other names. Remember how I said I wanted Lexalent? Yes. But it was taken? Yes. And I was really fucking pissed? I remember. Guess what? I got period Lexalent. So put that period at the beginning, <laughs> and then it's Lexalent. I got it, guys. I fucking got it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's it. That's Dark my name Lexalent. now. That sounds Dark. like... A great fucking like comic book title too. Dot Lexalent. No. Dot Lexalent. <laughs> yeah, so I got my I got that name scared, so that's yeah. nice. I would have liked the cleaner, just Lexalent. But you know, we get what we get. That's okay. all right. When they search for okay. that one, they're gonna find you too. And they're gonna like, you know, come over to yours and be like, Oh, who's this person? Oh, she's actually way more entertaining and endearing. We're gonna follow her instead of that original Lexalent because fuck that person. Fuck that person. I don't know. They're probably very nice. <laughs> they're probably fine. <laughs> no worries. As long as they're not doing problematic shit under your name, they're okay. Yeah. Yeah. I do not claim them. No. They're not one of my own. <laughs> they are not a sweet chili baby. If they were, they would have given me the name. That's right. And then stepped down, never to be heard from again. <laughs> All right, Lex, what adventures do you have coming up that people should keep an eye or ear out for? Um, other than following me on TikTok, uh, nothing. What am I, do I have any? No, we're, we're gearing up to view season three of Cape Side Chats. Um, but that's going to be a little while because Simon's still working his way through season three. Uh, I don't think I have anything else out right now. Weren't you on Ravens this past episode? I was on Ravens of... I shared it again when it went off of Patreon and went into the regular feed, but that was like a week ago, I think. But yeah, I was on Ravens, a recent episode of Ravens where we were just discussing um, uh, the official or whatever One Tree Hill podcast now. So I was on that episode, which you can check out on Ravens feed. Um, And then for Cape Side Chats, if you're just now finding that, that's under the Mighty Ravens. Like there's two two shows for that. That's their network. So cool. yeah, they have a really good episode. I mean, I'm not on it, but like just to plug it, um, the Mighty Ravens they have a great episode uh, talking about Casper, like the oh. film Casper, their okay. '90s podcast. It was really fun. Like it was just a good listen. So if you like the movie Casper, go listen to that. Getting cool. the spooky season. I yeah. do like Casper. It's a good film. It is good. It's Got a lot of fun. Surprising cameos in there that I won't spoil if you haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can listen to me um, on the Uncanny Magazine podcast. I'm going to be reading a story uh, this coming episode. Well, no. Um, yeah, this coming episode, I'm going to be reading another story. Uh, nice. Their Kickstarter is going like bananas right now. They're in the home stretch. Uh, so if you wanted to support this magazine and keep it going for the eighth year, uh, now is the time. Uh, by the time this post, this should be like counting down the hours. So get on Kickstarter and check out Uncanny Magazine. Throw them a little bit of love. Tell them I sent you so they keep on bringing me back. Um, other than that, man, no, it's, it's, it's just glad to have power again. That's it. <laughs> yeah i want it came back on quickly i didn't know if that was gonna be like an all-night situation or what i thought it was last time it was like it was a three-day ordeal and that was that's a long time yeah yeah that's a long time to be out um 
even overnight can be really rough depending especially depending on what time of year it is mm-hmm. so yeah i'm glad it's back up yeah me too all right folks well thank you so much for listening and uh, as always i'm matt Pierce. and i'm lex loose be excellent to each other Thank you.